Let us pray. This is a prayer for church musicians and artists. O God, whom saints and angels delight to worship in heaven, be ever present with your servants who seek through art and music to perfect the praises offered by your people on earth. And grant to them even now glimpses of your beauty and make them worthy at length to behold it unveiled forevermore through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Welcome everyone. That's okay. Come on in. Um, this is the first in a three-part series uh, this month that I'm doing that's called Music Questions for the Church. Um, and I've created three what I hope to be provocative titles so that some people will come to the class. Um, <laughs> the first one is, will someone take Hosier, I keep wanting to say Hosier, will someone take Hosier and Shanae O'Connor to church? Uh, <laughs> and maybe you have no idea why I'm asking that question, and that's fine. I, you know, I, for, I forgive you for that. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have known if someone asked me that question two, three months ago. Um, but uh, the... Uh, <clears throat> the title is a reference to two songs. Um, first was uh, from this guy, Hosier, uh, called Take Me to Church, which came out in the end of 2013, but it really became a huge hit last year in uh, 2014, you know, top 10 uh, list. And uh, he's from Ireland. And then in 2014, the next year, Sinead O'Connor, who's also from Ireland, came out with another song to, called Take Me to Church. I don't know if they shared each other's notes or what. I, you know, how did that happen? Um, it's fascinating to me. I think it's a big coincidence, um, but, but there you have it. Um, and so both these songs say, Take Me to Church in the chorus. Um, and that, you know, of course, catches my attention. It probably caught a lot of people's attention. Um, and they're kind of two unlikely people that you would think would, who would say something like, take me to church. So, you know, what do they, what do they mean by it? Um, and so I want to just give a couple uh, caveats before I proceed in this session. First is that I, I want to be very careful not to psychoanalyze Hosier and Shanae O'Connor. I'll probably do that a little bit, but um, I don't want to go too deep there because... You know, what do I know? I don't know them personally. I know them through their music and some interviews and some things that I've read. Um, but I'm not their therapist. So, um, you know, I can kind of uh, get get a sense of who they, they might be and how they think. But um, more importantly, um, their music says things about the larger world. And so... You know, I, another thing is I'm not a music expert. expert. I'm, not even a, I'm not a musician. I listen to a lot of music, but I feel like I am not, I don't know as much as I'd like to know, and I'm always embarrassed um, by my lack of knowledge, despite how much <laughs> music I do listen to, that um, so many people know so much um, more than I do. But with that said, therefore, I'm, I'm really interested in what music says about culture, um, and how music and culture intersects with the Christian faith and message, primarily the the gospel, the good news, and our and and also sort of displaying our need for that good news, and um, and uh, also uh, what these songs say, these songs in particular say about the church, or you might say the the Christian community. So the first two things I said that I'm interested in what music says about culture, 
and how uh, music and culture intersect with Christian faith. You could say that about a lot of music, but these two songs in particular, the added thing is what, are, what, are, what can we kind of start to think about in terms of the church and what, what they're saying and how people um, think about Christianity. Um, and finally, the last thing is with a lot of these classes, you know, I, I don't do a lot um, unless I do like Sunrise Sinners or something like that. I don't do a lot of straight up Bible study. You've noticed that. I, I kind of bring in goofy things or um, really uh, interesting and artistic things or things from the culture and media, uh, movies, commercials, television shows and whatnot. And the reason I'm doing that is that I want to help us uh, think about and see these things in new ways. Um, uh, I really have sort of a, a view, an opinion that there's not a, a stark line between what is secular, secular and what is sacred. Um, that um, Jack Kerouac, I quoted in a recent um, sermon, he said, believe in the holy contour of life. And in terms of he was giving some advice about writing. And I, I believe that, you know, if God is the God of the universe, then he's the God even of those things that are profane. They are profane, but he's still the God of them, you know. And so what is, so how can we kind of start to blur those lines? And of course, there are things that are, are much more secular indeed, and there are those things that are much more sacred indeed. But they're kind of like those, remember those concentric circles, really, or, or really a blurred line. And so I, I want to help us think about and see th these things in new ways with, with Christian eyes and hearts. How can we start to view all of the world through the lens of the gospel, basically? Um, and uh, for me, that, that is devotional. It's deep in my faith, and I hope that will be true for you. And maybe it already is. Um, you all are... Uh, really uh, smart and hip people, too. So I'm sure that you think about <laughs> these things already. What do I know? Uh, and so, but with that said, I, do, I did bring in a scripture passage. Um, and it may or may not speak to what we're trying to do. I hope it does in some way. This is from the second chapter of Acts. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So this is a description, you could say, of the very earliest church in the second chapter of Acts. Somewhat prescriptive, though not entirely, of what the church ought to be uh, today. It's definitely not always de descriptive of, of what you'll find in 2015 across the world, although people are trying um, and, and we fall short. Um, and so let me get to the music. The first I want to bring in is the, the, the Sinead O'Connor's song. Um, I'm starting with her because I, I know her better. Uh, you know, she's, she's been around most of my life. Um, and I, I probably have a little bit more to say about her and her, her take me to church. Um, at least on its face value, I, 
kind of get some things better, maybe. Um, with the Hosier song, it's a little bit more elusive. But if you, you do you all, uh, there she is. <laughs> uh, you all know who she is, right? Most of you usually has a shaved head um, from Ireland. She's about mid-40s, came on the scene in the 80s, um, and uh, really does not fit the typical mold of a pop singer. As a matter of fact, you could say that she's uh, very deliberate about that. Um, she has a lot to say about the world and the music industry, the same industry that has made her famous. She has a lot of criticism of it. And as a matter of fact, her new album that this song was on is called I'm Not Bossy, I'm the Boss. <laughs> and it's a direct sort of statement about the music industry, which is, I guess, called her bossy, and, and she's saying, listen, I'm the artist, I'm, I'm, I'm the boss here. <laughs> and you, if you know anything about the music industry, often they, they treat the musicians not, uh, not too well, out of the gates at least, um, and, and take advantage of them. And so she's really critical of that. One thing that really um, made her controversial uh, was in 1992, she did a performance on Saturday Night Live, uh, maybe you've all seen it or heard of it, um, where she did an a cappella chant of Bob Marley's War. And at the very end of that, she did this. I haven't checked the sound. Let's hope it's loud enough. We have So that's 23-ish years ago where she was on Saturday Night Live and took a picture of the then Pope and when saying evil held it up and ripped it through it and then ended the song saying fight the real enemy and a song where she's talking about war. Uh, and you could kind of guess what, I mean you could see in Saturday Night Live usually when someone performs they're like yay! <laughs> People are like whoa! <laughs> Drop the mic, you know, I mean, <laughs> how do we react to this one? Should we applause, you know? Um, and, uh, uh, and so it was really a polarized response. Some people were like, yeah! <laughs> and some people were like, that's, that's crazy. Why did she do that? Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm not, I'm, Roman, I'm not Roman Catholic, but, like, that's really bad. You know, <laughs> those kinds of responses. Um, and uh, oh, two weeks later at Madison Square Garden at... Uh, Bob Dylan tribute concert for his sort of 30 years of being a, a musician. Um, she uh, was set to do a version of I Believe and, and couldn't perform because she was getting cheers and jeers. And the, the jeers were louder than, than the cheers. Uh, and so after like just sitting there and taking it, and even Chris Christopherson comes on the stage and says, don't let the bastards get you down to her, like takes her. And you can hear in his mic, he says that. And she says, I'm not, I'm not down. And she's just standing there stoically taking the abuse. And she tells the piano player to stop trying to perform, I believe. And then she just yells in the mic the same version of w uh, war and stops at the line that says child abuse. 
repeats child abuse. So making a point that what she was talking about was a controversy over child abuse um, in, in the Catholic Church. And you could say she's ahead of her time because 23 years later, especially in Ireland, people are like, you're right <laughs> to her. But, um, you know, it was maybe just... Uh, you know, often with great artists, you, you push the boundaries a little too far ahead of your time. Um, and, and so that's what happened, and she's remained controversial. Um, even last year, two years ago, she had a Twitter fight with Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so anyway, I could say more about that, and I won't, because I want to talk about something else. Um, so that's her. Uh, and uh, she has for years had that shaved head. So uh, in this video, you see that um, she's wearing a wig. I'm just going to let the, the video, the video is really cool, uh, I think. You don't have to, but I think it is. Um, uh, it's very layered. It has a lot of depth. The more I watch it, the more I see in it um, of Take Me to Church. So just let it wash over you. And then what I'm going to do is give you the lyrics, and I'll play just the song without the video a second time so you can let that sink in.
passing those rounds. Um, so what I'm going to do now before adding any commentary is just let you listen to it while reading the lyrics and we won't play the video, I'll just uh, play the song. Um, I think we should have enough handouts, maybe a few people toward the back might need to share it with a neighbor. I might need some that way. <coughs> so the, the first page is the Sinead O'Connor version, um, and I'm going to play that again for you. I wrote a piece for the Advent Bible in a Year blog. By the way, if you don't know that, we have this blog on our website that uh, we pretty much put posts up every day. 
um, where uh, we kind of go in a continual reading of the Bible. It jumps around a little bit, but at least books at a time, uh, with relatively short uh, devotionals, responses. I write one a month. That's kind of the rotation. And this is one I wrote uh, earlier, a couple weeks ago. Well, I wrote it a month ago or so, but it went online a couple weeks ago. Uh, about this song. And so rather than just kind of riffing up here, I thought, uh, why don't I just read this to you? Because my thoughts are pretty much the same, and I have some new ones. But um, So this is uh, Take Me to Church, but not the ones that hurt. Irish pop star Sinead O'Connor recently released a hit single called Take Me to Church, which is a surprise for so many reasons, some to do with O'Connor herself and others to do with contemporary culture. O'Connor sullied her public image during a Saturday Night Live appearance back in 1992 when she wrapped up singing an a cappella chant of Bob Marley's War. Uh, she held a, pic a photograph of then-Catholic Pope John Paul II and tore it while saying evil. After ending the song, she yelled, fight the real enemy. The audience was silent. It's clear by this incident and some other things she's done that O'Connor has a few bones to pick with the church. Take Me to Church is also surprising because it comes during a time and in a cultural milieu that privileges spirituality over religion or dogma. Many, like O'Connor, have been so completely alienated and abused by certain wings of Christianity that it's no wonder they wouldn't darken our doors. Others in places like the South are just thoroughly burned over. There's so much cultural Christianity that it's hard to determine what the church is really. And those who aren't of uh, other religions are, quote, nuns. They have never had a religion because their parents aren't churchgoers, mostly due to indifference. Yet some folks seem to be realizing their previous ideas about where to find answers have proven to be empty sets. Maybe the church has something to offer after all. Like the men of Israel whom Peter addresses, they're open to what the church offers but didn't realize it. And I dare say that the church O'Connor describes in her song sounds a lot like what is described at the end of Acts 2, the original Christian church. Oh, take me to church. I've done so many bad things it hurts. Yeah, take me to church, but not the ones that hurt, because that ain't the truth, and it's not what it's worth. I totally agree, Shanae. Take me to church, too, but not the ones that hurt. They aren't worth it. You know, I've done a lot of bad things, so much so it hurts. Finding the answers inside of myself with vague spirituality just isn't cutting it. I need a community, fellowship, that has a message of God's love, the Apostles' teaching, that helps me look outside of myself, breaking of the bread, and that expresses concern for my affliction, the prayers. The more I experience this type of church, the more my heart grows glad and generous, overflowing with praises, almost like the songs O'Connor wants to sing from now on. I'm going to sing songs of loving and forgiving, songs of eating and of drinking, songs of living, songs of calling in the night, because songs are like a bolt of light, and love's the only love you should invite. Songs of long and spiteful fails, songs that don't let you sit still, songs that mend your broken bones and that don't leave you alone. So get me down from this here tree, take the rope from off of me, sit me on the floor, I'm the only one I should adore. Okay, so there's one disappointment, that last line. <laughs> Disappointing, yes, but not surprising. Granted, O'Connor is still seeking some self-actualization. It's just in the air these days. 
but she also recognizes a need for someone to get her to a good church, a place for loving and forgiving, a place for eating and drinking, a place that shines the light, a place of love, a place for failures, a place for the agitated, a place for mending what is broken, a place for the lonely, a place full of people who adore the strung up because they too recognize they are adored by Jesus Christ. Now, was she talking about church? I don't know. You know, I, is it a metaphor? For, is it an allegory for something else? Could be. You know, she's still critical of the quote, capital C, church. Um, she's a Christian. You know, she was ordained a priest in some, uh, I don't know what it is, some church in Ireland that's kind of a breakaway from Roman Catholicism that now ordains women. And as a result, has therefore been excommunicated from the Roman Catholic Church. She herself hasn't been uh, sexually abused, but she spent a year and a half in one of the Magdalene uh, laundries in Ireland. Did you ever see the the movie about that? Um, just really not pleasant kind of orphanages or sort of reform uh, houses for for young girls, often who were uh, uh, you know had teenage pregnancies or other reasons. For her, she was just a kind of, I was one too, you know, sort of a normal teenager, uh, like stealing stuff. And her dad actually paid to have her go to this place. And then she just had a miserable time. Uh, and and that's really, among other things. And then the controversy with uh, child abuse. So for her and her place uh, her, where she is geographically, that's Roman Catholicism and a lot to do with something of a sort of medieval approach and then the, the child abuse scandal. Um, but for other people, it might be something else. And uh, so some of these lines uh, might resonate for, for some of you. Some of you have probably been burned in some uh, form of the church too. And so that, uh, and so, you know, maybe she's just talking about a community, you know, a place where I could uh, just get a little bit of love, you know, have some people who are going to mend my broken bones. Um, and, sh- and also there's commentary on the music industry here, and uh, which I don't want to sing these types of songs, I want to sing these songs, etc. So that's the Sinead O'Connor song. I- I'm going to play the Hozier song just for the, the sake of time, keep moving, and then hopefully we'll have some time to discuss. Yeah. Yeah, somebody brought that up. Um, I am the only one I should adore, like Yahweh. I think that is um, probably pulling at, grasping at straws. Um, <laughs> I think she would have put, like, I am and not I'm. Um, uh, I read something that gave me the impression that's definitely not. She, I mean, it's I'm not bossy, I'm the boss. Uh, inside, if you take the CD out, it says, this album is dedicated to me. <laughs> the first song is How About I Be Me the se- third song is Kisses Like Mine she's been so abused by the whole world that she's like I'm all that I got left kind of you know what I mean and, y- and that's why it's like and I've read some of the things she says about the gospel and Christianity. She believes in Jesus, and like what she says are kind of still along the sort of self-actualization track. And um, but, uh, like I said, I don't want to psychoanalyze her, but you can tell that she's disappointed um, and frustrated with institutions, to say the least, and the church being 
an easy target. Um, and the music industry being a close second. And here's another guy, he's 24, Hozier from Ireland also. Remember in 2014, who came out with a song also called Take Me to Church. He's 24 stinking years old. He's got this amazing voice. I mean, when I first heard it, I thought he was like a 50-something-year-old black guy. <laughs> I mean, like, where is this coming from? And he's six foot five. And when you hear him in interviews, he's just so kind of awkward and soft-spoken. But the boy can sing. <laughs> um, I just, I mean, I'll say this. I'm not going to play the music video because I think it's going to... Um, the proper music video because it, it'll take us in a different place. If you want, you can go um, look at it online. It's gone viral, almost 100 uh, million views. I'm playing a live performance of the song instead, just so you can see him playing it. <coughs> Sorry. 24, yeah. Come on. Right. I played another song of his for me that he said was hauntingly beautiful but talks about corpses and he played it for me and he is totally right. It's <laughs> a peculiar blend of like absolutely gorgeous vocals and sound but then when you really pay attention to the lyric it's really disturbing. It's macabre, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't look at the lyrics, just watch. If the heavens ever did speak, she's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak. Fresh poison each week. We were born sick, you heard them say it. Our church offers no absolutes. She tells me worship in the Yeah. 
Um, I did a poor job of time management. I wanted to play it again and let you look at the lyrics, but I don't think we have time for that. So I'll just read some of this. The, if you flip to the Hozier version, my lover's got humor. She's the giggle at a funeral. Knows everybody's disapproval. I should have worshipped her sooner. If the heavens ever did speak, she's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak. A fresh poison each week. We were born sick. You heard them say it. My church offers me offers no absolutes. She tells me worship in the bedroom. The only heaven I'll be sent to is when I'm alone with you. I was born sick, but I love it. Command me to be well. Amen, amen, amen. The chorus. Take me to church. I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your lies. I'll tell you my sins and you can sharpen your knife. Offer me that deathless death. Good God, let me give you my life. If I'm a pagan of the good times, my lover's the sunlight. To keep the goddess on my side, she demands a sacrifice. Drain the whole sea, get something shiny, something meaty for the main course. That's a fine-looking high horse. What you got in the stable, we've got, we've, uh, we've a lot of starving faithful. That looks tasty, that looks plenty. This is hungry work. And I'll skip the chorus and just read it again at the end. No masters or kings when the ritual begins. There is no sweeter innocence than our gentle sin. In the madness and soil of that sad earthly scene, only then I am human, only then I am clean. Amen. Take me to church. I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your lies. I'll tell you my sins and you can sharpen your knife. Offer me that deathless death. Good God, let me give you my life. So the discussion question is, will someone take Hozier and Shanae O'Connor to church? Did they happen to grow up at the same church? (laughs) (laughs) He grew up Quaker. His father was um, raised brethren. Uh, Christian Brothers, I think it's called, right? And had a really bad experience with that. I I can resonate with that. My dad had a really bad experience with Roman Catholicism, and that, therefore, you know, the sins of the Father carry on to the next generation, you know? Um, uh, So um, I can say what I think of this church, this song from Hosier. Um, I wonder what you think, you know, but... uh, he, he's not Christian. He says, I'm not an atheist, but I don't have faith. He thinks faith is ridiculous. Um, and so there's a commentary on church, but there are other things going on. And I don't know if you can sniff out what the allegory is. I certainly can. Um, it seems plain as day to me, but um, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, will, will someone take them to church? And what does that mean? You know, it's more of a question about culture and uh, what these two artists and these songs represent. Any uh, reactions or responses in the two and a half minutes we have left? <laughs> it's not a point Sorry? It's not a point or less answer. There's so many things going yeah. on in people's lives. Yeah. Drugs, past history. Drugs is one that if you... Yeah, you could write five, write ten pages. Totally. Each verse may not yeah, and if you listen to his whole album, there's a lot of references to drugs, and I don't know what that's about. Um, I don't know either one of them. I'm just yeah. the first time I've ever heard of them. Right. Yeah. There are some songs where it's just really clear that he's talking about drugs. I mean, he even says, like, codeine and heroin um, and talks about um, intravenous injection. So I don't know if he's just 
telling stories or if he really has that experience. I like did a search like Hosier drug addiction recovery and couldn't come up with anything. So there's a air of mystery about him to a certain extent. But um, any other responses to anything that I've said or your the reactions to these songs? Down. Sorry. Go. He's got the vocabulary down. Yeah, he does. We were born sick is original sin. Original sin. You heard them say it. Yeah. You know? Like he's talking about the Christians, them. Uh, um, I think there there is a lot of power in taking someone to church, um, if it's a good church. And I think, you know, when you see these people, you probably wouldn't think, oh, you're a famous celebrity who plays music. Why don't I invite you to church, you know? Um, But I do know people who have ended up going to church from, you know, a sort of, happenstance invitation and then becoming Christian or attending regularly and and I think there's power in in the invitation. Perhaps, yeah, and and that is a a really delicate prospect. Um, For one of these two people to come into the Advent, what would that be like, you know? Um, What would they see? Uh, Or someone like them, you know? Um, Especially people who have had really bad experiences with the church in the past and just emotionally could be so difficult to open that door and you know how can we what can we do <laughs> yeah Leslie I think it's interesting because I mean they're both thinking about church and he's so obviously anti this is evil this is heartly new whatever and there she is like twice his age now right whereas back when she was 24 she was more like him, she was more like him. Yeah. and at this point church as Sinead O'Connor knows it okay that's not right Right. But she knows that there's something that she needs, and maybe it has something to do with church, just not any church that she's yeah. received. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great interpretation. We can end there, and if you, if, you know, if you pick up these two albums and pay attention to the lyrics, um, like I said, I don't want to psychoanalyze, but this is, a, this is much more... Uh, I mean, the the corpses song that Holly brought up is 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 really macabre and nihilistic, and yet there's beauty in it, and so that's really confusing. Um, like when I first heard the 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 uh, in a week is the one about the corpses, I just was letting it wash over me, wasn't paying attention. I was like, this is so beautiful, and then I paid attention. It's like about insects eating dead bodies and stuff. Um, you know, but Sinead O'Connor on the other end understands her need, as you said, and that there's a place where there's possibly an answer, and it might just be a group of people. Um, for all she has to say about institutions, there she's holding out hope for one, <laughs> uh, where she can go and get some some comfort. Um, well, thank you all so much. Uh, I hope you might join us next week. The next two weeks are: Can anything good come from an indie folk revival? And then the third week is may we retune old hymns. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.